that at times some assistance can be really, really helpful. And when I say assistance, I'm talking about getting in the trenches and just saying, let's, let's get after how this vision, this call God has given you comes to fruition in that sort of rubber meat in the road moments. How do you build a great team? How do you build culture? How do you navigate conflict? What's it look like to do ministry on a team? You know, what's the role of, of ministering to one another in mission? How do we see ourselves as not just people with a job in the church, but people who really are on mission from, from finance and accounting to evangelization and discipleship and everything in between? How do we see all of that as an integrated reality in the heart of the church that brings transformation to the lives of those who, if you want to say, are employed or leading in her and those who she exists for, the lost, the hurting, the disenfranchised? Welcome to another episode of the Mission Guys podcast, where our goal is to help equip you as a leader for transformation in the church. If you are a bishop, priest, or layperson, this podcast is for you, and we are your hosts. I'm Nick Jorgensen. And I'm Rick Pop. And if you're new to us, we post new episodes twice a month on leadership topics and host interviews with leaders in the trenches, just like you. And today we're discussing Missio. We're going to share the why, the what, the who, and hopes for the future, and the implications for, for this, for the Mission Guys podcast. And as always, let's begin this podcast with a prayer in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, we begin again by praising you, thanking you, and invite our Lord Jesus into this podcast. Thank you for your role model leadership, Lord Jesus. Holy Spirit, we ask that you be with us today to use us as earthen vessels to share what you want us to share with these leaders in the church, to bring us together in unity with our Lord Jesus so that we can lead this church even better. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, Amen. and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So, Nick, this is a big day to announce this. We've been running with each other for a couple of years, and uh, now you've got something that I'm going to ask you to share, that you're going to kick off a new organization, a new nonprofit, a new apostolate in the Catholic Church called Missio. Nick, tell everybody, what is Missio? Thanks, brother. I'm excited. I'm especially excited because we're in this together. So, Missio... Very simple. We'll start with the name. Missio is Latin for mission. And Missio is all about equipping leaders in the church to lead the mission that God has given them. And at the heart of Missio is this great desire in us and in those who will join Missio over the years, please God, to just really walk with leaders in the church. We're living in a time that's very challenging. We like to call it an apostolic time or a time that looks like more of an apostolic time. And so leaders today are facing challenges that we just haven't faced before. We haven't experienced before. Yes, some things are the same as they always have been since the fall in the Garden of Eden, but there are unique things today in the church that leaders deserve to be equipped for. And while we don't have all the answers at Missio by any stretch of the imagination, uh, we're just a couple of knuckleheads ourselves, right, Rick? But we walk with leaders in the church, bishops in their chanceries, priests in their parishes, superintendents and principals of schools, and other 
mission-driven organizations to equip them to lead those missions uniquely in this time in the church right now? So this podcast is really twofold. The reason is twofold. One is to announce Missio and understand what Missio is. It's also to explore the discernment process that began in Acts 29, and I'll continue to remain with Acts 29 as as Nick leads the launch of Missio, and I'm on his board and I'm partnering with, with Nick on this as well. So it's really the discernment process because we want to accompany you leaders as you're sitting in a situation that might be similar to what Nick has gone through, what Acts 29 has gone through, and discerning what's an even better way. So if you're sitting there and you're not quite sure that you're totally on the path, it could be you personally. It's like there's something missing in my career, in in my mission for the Lord, or there might be something missing in, missing in your strategy as a parish, as a diocese, as an apostolate, as a school. And so we're going to probe into that. So we're going to use this discernment of Missio, and, and we're going to ask you then to apply it to your situation. So with that in mind, Nick, share with our listeners a little more about that journey, of that discernment, taking us from the Genesis within Acts 29 and the fruits that are coming out and will continue to come out of Acts 29 and how that brought you to today. Thanks, brother. I'd love to share about that. It's one of my favorite things to talk about. The journey with Acts 29 for me personally began a little over, or right about five years ago right now, I think it was. And um, without getting into a really long story, I'll say this, the, the the group of us that went on this discernment retreat with Father John Ricardo, who is my very dear friend, he's a mentor to me, he's a father to me, he's uh, one of the best leaders I've ever met, tremendous man, um, has shaped and formed my life in so many ways. That phone call when he said, hey, Nick, I'm discerning what's next after I leave parish life, which that was then unknown, but to go start X29. We went on this retreat together that he led with a number of other people. And in there, um, really started to develop this deeper, deepened this call on my life to equip leaders for mission. I didn't say those words that clearly then. But um, in my previous experience in diocesan ministry and some parish ministry, uh, I just I came to this conviction through the Lord revelation to me that the power of the gospel with the best leadership tools um, the world has to offer. And if they're great like that, that means they're rooted in scripture. That place was where my call was. And when Father John, uh, when we were on retreat, there was this mutual desire to see the clergy and the church get renewed for the sake of all the souls who are lost and wandering. There was this deep desire, this deep love for the priesthood in all of us at Acts 29. And that's really driven so much of the mission there. So for the last five years at Acts 29 has been this journey of pouring into priests all across the country, um, partnering with Father John on his unbelievable call and ability to proclaim the gospel, a biblical way of seeing reality to countless numbers of souls at this point, all across the country, all across the world. Then the mission of Acts to develop the three essential principles for transformation. And that's not something we're sitting here at Acts 29 proud of saying, hey, we did this. It's saying God gave us this gift called the three essential principles for transformation to help lead transformation in the church. And we'll talk about those, but that all that work, all these years together, has led to this place where as Acts 29 kept maturing, 
Um, as I kept maturing through the great friendships I have at X29, the great leaders I'm around at X29, Mary and Albert and Father John and others, it brought me to this place in my own heart where I was realizing a deeper call to accompany leaders. And Father John embraced that and said, let's do it. But as the journey t- started to, again, mature, within the umbrella of Acts 29 started to kind of emerge a secondary mission. Another mission was developing. And that is this longer-term accompaniment to equip leaders for mission. And so over the last winter, in a very big way with my wife, Emily, with you, Rick, my brother and dear friend, and with my friends at Acts, we mutually discerned this call to start a new thing. Another way to think about this is the work stream, the mission stream that was called mission guiding within Acts 29 that you and I have been running for the most part, Nick. That element of working directly with bishops and his team or working with lay leaders and their team or a a superintendent and their team, that that model of working with a team over, over many months, if not many years, is breaking away from Acts 29. The fruits are tremendous. Uh, Father John and Mary and Albert and the rest of the team are going to stay focused on on retreats with priests and focused on preaching the gospel and the rescue project and the other aspects in what Nick is taking and leading. And I'm partnering with Nick on this as well. And that is that accompaniment model that will work with the leaders through time. So you as leaders, if you're looking to to have a partner, consider, consider Missio to partner with you as you even become stronger and healthier as a team to clarify your mission and then to have partners. And we'd like to be brothers to accompany with you along that, along that path to continue to get stronger and deliver upon that mission that the Lord has put you on. Rick, that makes me think about uh, how we see ourselves, uh, you know, next, next to clergy, if you will. And I think that's a, that can be a delicate subject for people because as lay people, we are not called to govern the church like bishops and priests are by any stretch of the imagination. But in, in, in that lay clergy relationship, rightly understood, we do. We do like to see ourselves as, as brothers, helping them in the areas that we can. And so in a particular way, bishops and priests, I don't want to speak in too broad of strokes because all of them are different. Some of them are thriving. Some of them are struggling. Others are feeling great about how mission and ministry is going for them. Others, not so much. But I think I think it's safe to say after our experience of a few thousand priests on retreat, it's safe to say that uh, for, for a number of them anyway, seminary equipped them for theology, for preaching, for teaching, for ministering the sacraments, for some pastoral care of people. And um, to do the role that's so unique to the priests. But then there's an element of leading large organizations parishes, schools, and dioceses, that at times some assistance can be really, really helpful. And when I say assistance, I'm talking about getting in the trenches and just saying, let's let's get after how this vision, this call God has given you comes to fruition in that sort of rubber meet in the road moments. How do you build a great team? How do you build culture? How do you navigate conflict? What's it look like to do ministry on a team? You know, what's the role of ministering to one another in mission? How do we see ourselves as not just people with a job in the church, but people who really are on mission from from finance and accounting to evangelization and discipleship and everything in between? How do we see all of that as an integrated reality in the heart of the church that brings transformation to the lives of those who, if you want to say, are employed or leading in her 
and those who she exists for, the lost, the hurting, the disenfranchised. And Lord knows we, I mean, the world is as broken as it's ever been, if not more so. And so leaders being at their best, not in a performance way, but because of who they are and who they're called to be, is that's that's our desire, is to partner in that sweet spot, that place. And so, yes, there can be things that look like business tools, but we don't apply them as business tools. We apply them as tools rooted in a biblical way of seeing them. It's like a baptism of those tools at the heart of the church. Yes, we talk about how to equip people for prayer ministry and those kinds of things if needed. It's all about what does this leader need, given their unique gifts, their unique challenges, their unique team, and their unique organization and context. And based on what they need, based on where they are in the journey, applying the best of what we can find from all the different resources we have in the church and in the world to say, you're going to be even more equipped than you are today for mission. So hopefully those of you who are unfamiliar with the work that we've been involved with within Acts 29 all this time, hopefully that gives you a little bit of an insight as to what it is. And it's been it's been so great. It's been a blessing for us because we've developed friendships. These are deep friendships with the bishops with whom we work, with with the leaders on their teams, with the pastors with whom we work, with you know leaders, uh, superintendents, and just people we've been able to run with over the last couple of years, and we'll continue to do so. So, Nick, if we can, hmm. I'd like to now press into then that whole discernment process, because what I want to do is challenge those listeners out there that as they look at their situations, it could be them as individual leaders. It could be thinking, man, there's something missing from my life right now. I don't feel I'm totally on the mission from the Lord. It could be in a secular job. It could be in a leadership role in the church. And it could be something that the Lord might have them questioning so that they can really make a wholesale change. Or it could be a reinforcement that, no, you are exactly where I want you to be. And I want you yet to take it to another level. I want you to become magnanimous. I want magnanimity. I don't want it to be okay. And so if they're sitting there just wondering, it's like, I know there's something missing. I want to press into that discernment. Mm. And or it could be we as a team, we're looking at our parish, we're looking at our diocese, we're, we're looking at our apostolate, we're looking at our schools, and we know that there's more there. We know that we're, there's something missing. So let, let's press into that. And, and even the cost that comes with it, Nick, I think as you were looking at it, seeing the fruits of Acts 29, mm. and, and yet there was something missing, and, and that led you to this discernment. And and is and it'll come and there's a cost to it. So if you could share a little bit about that thought, because when we get into our mission challenge, we're going to hopefully help people go through that as well to take it to the next level or to totally shift gears. Yeah, that, uh, thanks, brother. That's a great it's a great tee up, and, and there's a lot there. So so pepper me if I if I if I lose my way. <laughs> okay, um, I think that where I'd start with that is is by by way of a, a quick story that goes. So when I first started getting into, if you want to call it professional ministry, I've been doing ministry in you know volunteer ways and some mission trips and some some proclamation type uh, missions. But then I got into diocesan ministry for the first time, and so this goes back um, like eleven years now. Uh, and so I, when I went when I started getting into diocesan ministry, I remember thinking. So I got hired to be like a director for evangelization, and I remember thinking to myself, "Oh, this is great." The vision kind of was to partner with pastors and parishes to just create a dynamism for evangelization. And so I went in to do that. And within just a few months, I quickly realized evangelize with the pastors in their parishes and teams. 
you've got to be kidding. We don't even know how to have a meeting right now. Like there's the, the, the lack of trust on some of the teams that we'd go to have a meeting and talk about uh, where we wanted to go. And it was just like, oh, we don't have a vision together. We don't share a common understanding of the, even the terms we're talking about. Um, you know, there's clearly some passive agreement, passive conflict, passive aggressive behaviors. Uh, we're not going to be able to do anything if we can't get out of our own way. And so that put me in kind of in a, you know, uh, not a tailspin, but just like a, what are we going to do to resolve this? And I was already passionate for leadership. I grew up sort of an entrepreneur, so that was kind of in my blood. But very quickly, the Lord brought me to, to learn about Patrick Lencioni and his great work in the book, The Advantage. And I started to see a new hope. So that just want to share that to say, like, that's in the backdrop of even the discernment was this, 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 this passion and desire to see leadership and evangelization kind of merge as, as one for the sake of the gospel getting proclaimed. So fast forward. Now I'm at X29. I've been, I've been in this great place, loving the mission, loving my friends. Uh, it, it, it just felt so, it just felt beautiful. It's, it's the most beautiful integrated experience I, I have had in mission. Um, and that's so much because of, again, the team who was there and the, and the, and the united vision we had for where we were going. And to be sure, we had conflict. There's plenty of times we had conflict. Father John's the first one to say, we have great conflict. We have tough moments. We work through them. But even in all those tough moments, even all that conflict we had at times, there was never a point where I was like, oh man, that was just too hard. I need to leave now. That's just too much. I need to go now. So even those hard moments, it wasn't about, it was never about leaving. It was always about getting back to, to unity and friendship. And that's important because sometimes we discern things and we discern from a place of pain. And um, I don't like what's happening at work. And, you know, it's personal that, 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 that didn't happen in this context. And so at X29, this moment came where I just felt like things weren't working as well. And I, I, I started, I started off as a fog. Like, why is this not clicking? Like it used to click. And I kept, so I kept searching my heart. Like, what is this? What is this? What is this? And it wasn't clicking at home as well with the mission. And it was like, why, why is there, why is there just a little bit of fog now? And what used to feel so clear. And as I kept wrestling with that in prayer, as I kept wrestling and, and, and thinking, okay, it's just me or it's just this or that happened. Uh, especially because the friendships were still so strong at Axe and the vision was so clear at Axe, it was it started to lead me to this conclusion that maybe there's something else going on. Maybe there's more here than what I've really been um than what I've been really dreaming with or really praying with. And that's when I started to talk to you, Rick, and Emily even more directly about, you know, I just feel so called. Like not like not like this is something I want to do. I, I feel called it's deep. It's like in my very being to walk with leaders for the long haul, to accompany them, to equip them for mission. And it's been so fruitful. Like, the work we're doing in mission guiding has been so fruitful that I just, I just kept, it started to keep me awake at night, if you will. Like, what could that look like? What might that be? And can we do that at X29? And then as I brought that conversation more and more to you, you're like, you know, maybe there's, you know, we, we talked about it once kind of in passing a long time ago, but never really went after it. Like, is this, is this two different missions? So then as we got into it, Rick, you and I spent a lot of time, you were with me so much, brother, in those trenches, just praying and talking and discerning. Um, and and then Emily, like just praying, my wife Emily, praying, talking, discerning. It started to kind of come to clarity that, you know what, this is worth bringing to the whole team now. Let's bring it to the whole X29 team to just bring it all in the light and talk about, is there something else here? And at, 
this is my words, not theirs or yours, Rick, but I would say that fog wasn't just in my world. It was in their world. It was in all of our worlds. We're kind of feeling this fog. Something's not clicking like it used to click. And when we, when we started to name it as, are these two different missions, everyone's eyes started to get opened. And then again, conversation, meeting after meeting, prayer after prayer, uh, just landed on, okay, there, there really is this call on my life to go do this long-term accompaniment and equipping and acts is clear that that's not, that's, 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 there's not capacity within acts 29 to do both of these things at the highest level. And so let's, let's commission Nick, let's support Nick in launching this new thing that used to be mission guide in Acts 29. That's now turning into missio to, to do it even better because the, the time, the resource, the availability is there to be able to focus on it even more. So Nick, maybe in a nutshell, Get real practical about what does Missio do and what will Missio continue to do in the future? We do remote sessions, retreats, offsites, and and in a preferred way, we do it in a in light of like a, a, a like a longer commitment together, where we're we're looking at a bigger picture and saying, let's take a journey together to not only equip you or work with you wherever you feel the need for your own transformation as a leader, but your team and your organization at large through you. So. There's a lot of tools, a lot of techniques that are really practical that help, you know, gain ground in those areas where you feel the need. Um, and at the end of the day, regardless of all of this, you know, the most important message that we want to communicate is wherever you are as a leader, keep growing. Don't stop growing. Read great books. Go to conferences. Do things with your team so that everybody can have the space to learn and grow and pray and think anew, think differently about the times we're living in and what's most needed for your God-given call right now. And I think the difference between, I think, what we do and maybe what others may do, and those are what we consider those three essential principles for transformation, that reading the books is always fine, but the purpose is to reacquire and strengthen that biblical worldview and do it together. It's not enough to be a staff. It's not even enough to be a team. We believe you need to be a family on mission if you're going to lead in the church. And the and the, the secret sauce in all of it, and these three work together. We call it an alloy. They work together. The, the third is restoring the initiative to God, that only if we're praying in order to know what to do will the mission be clear and will our steps be right. And so living those three essential principles is what will make you a better leader. It'll make your team better. And, and if we can help on that journey, then Missio would be more than happy to help on that journey. So, Nick, let's get back then Amen. to this, this discernment. And you described how even though it was super fruitful within Acts 29, something wasn't right. Something wasn't right in total. You know, and I've shared in the past through my personal journey, and I had what the external world would consider everything going for me in career, and yet there was something wasn't right. There was something more there, and I prayed into it. And, and through the help of, in our case, Father John Ricardo, again, he was the pastor at my parish at the time, You know, to be able to discern even more clearly what's right for my mission next, which brought me to Acts 29, and now has me right here with you and continuing that journey together. And the fruit has been tremendous. And certainly there's a cost to it. There's a cost to it. You know, you're going through changes. It's hard work. It's challenging. And yet, when you know you're on the right mission, we'll endure great sufferings. We'll endure challenges and unknown. And if we continue to live those three essential principles, 
then we can do it with, with peace in our heart, even during the hard work, even during the suffering. Amen. Amen. Your personal journey, this journey, there, it's, it's, it's rife with the challenge. I mean, discernment's hard. You know, you experience loss on certain things, loss of friendships, loss of habits and identity. You experience um, a lot. Of, you can experience a lot of fear. You know, a lot of what, what, who am I now? What's, what's my future look like now? And it, it's really challenging. So as, as leaders, um, it can feel even more challenging because it's, it's hard to, it's hard to be vulnerable. And it's hard to, you know, there's a, there's a certain element of confidence you're trying to portray to your team at times. But the truth is that if you can talk to Jesus about it and be really vulnerable with him, and you can talk to your team about it too, you're going to be in a great place to be able to discern really well uh, what the Lord is calling you to do, where he is taking you, what, what he's, where he's taking you now, even if it's in the same mission, just maybe something else within it or a different vision for it. And I, uh, I continue to pray for you and Emily and the family, Nick. I just know I'm, I'm very impressed with how you're going about this. Um, you, have, you, know, you have to feed four young kids, beautiful kids, and you've got to live life. And you want what's best for your children and your family. So this isn't just a hobby. This isn't something that you're taking lightly, nor should you. This is life. This is your call. And so I just ask all listeners to pray for you and for Emily and for for your family and, and everybody associated with Miss You. I know you've got some some great advisors that are helping you through this and and uh, I'm just confident. We know we know that the Lord has has given us something that that really does work help uh, work and it helps others be better leaders in the church. So let's get to the mission challenge if we can. Let, let's set this up a little bit, Nick. So you listeners out there, if you as a leader, as an executive, as a leader, as a, as a leader in the church, if it's in your personal life that something's still just not right, you know it, press into it. And so our challenge is going to start with prayer. The challenge is going to start with you pray into what might not yet be just right. Now, it could be you making that significant change. It could be, it could be you shifting gears completely. Or it could be you, as they say, grow where planted. You could be in a secular job. You could be actually leading leading a parish. You could be leading a diocese. You could be leading an apostate. Whatever it is, you might be in the right place, and yet you know it needs to go to the next level, either you personally or you as your team. And so we pray into that, have dialogue with the Lord. Ask him, what else is missing? What else is there? Let me see what might be that magnanimous view of the call. Pray into it. What is it? What's just not right? Don't let that that understanding or that knowledge just sit. Don't don't be okay with being okay. Pray into that. What is it? Now it could be a complete shift of gears. It could be a different career. That could be. More likely, it's it's how do I not be okay with okay? How might I take it to that next level and glorify the the Lord? And recognize there's a cost. Understand that cost. Pray into that cost. And yet we we are quite confident that if you know it's your calling, the Lord will equip you with what you need to do it. And so we're just challenging you to really go for it, to pray for the courage, to have the courage and go for it. And pray, as I said, for Nick and for Missio and everybody involved. Continue to pray for Acts 29 as well. The fruits are just absolutely tremendous. And that ability for an organization to be able to to pray through and have clarity and change. You know, the, the plan is the plan until God changes the plan. And he does. He clarifies. And in this case, it's the right way to go. I'm confident. And uh, the, one of the patron saints, Nick, 
of Missio is St. Junipero Serra. And one of his quotes is to go forward, don't look back. And it's something that really resonates for us because whatever decisions you make, if you've done it prayerfully, no use in looking back. Go forward. Go forward. And you never, never go back and say, ah, okay, we should have done this. Big deal. I mean, it, you've made that decision. Now make it a good decision. Follow the Lord. That's the mission challenge. I know it's a little bit scattered, not as specific, but hopefully it's an encouragement. And it truly is a challenge. It says, don't be okay with being okay. You were made for greatness. You weren't made for comfort. And we're given all the tools to complete the mission that the Lord's put us on, or he wouldn't have given us that mission. And so hopefully that challenge, and and Nick's story especially, about his discernment, about all the good that's going on, the fruit, and an organization praying through for direction and clarity and receiving that clarity. That's our challenge for you. We're confident that it'll work. And so, Nick, with that in mind, I'm just going to just thank you for your story. Thank you for sharing with us. Thank you for vulnerability and, and uh, continued prayers for you. And if you don't mind closing us out with prayer. Be my joy, brother. Thank you so much. I'm grateful for you and your mentorship, your leadership, your friendship, this whole journey. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Holy Spirit, I just ask you to come and flood every listener right now, every leader in your church right now, with the grace to hear you, the grace to know you even deeper, and the grace to, uh, the conviction that you have more for us yet, wherever we are. You have more you want to give us, you have new places you want to take us, and you have new strategies, new visions, new ideas. Because the mission you've called us to, you desire to equip us for. And so, Lord Jesus, we just ask you to do that which only you can, and that is to move our hearts. Move our hearts where we most need to be moved by you right now. And we thank you, Lord Jesus, that you are faithful. And we ask you for more of you. Regardless, in Jesus' name, amen. In the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. All right, that's it. I thank you all for being part of this episode and inviting us to be part of your leadership journey. You're in our prayers. Please keep us in yours. And in the words of St. Junipero Serra, always forward, never back. <laughs>